welcome to dream it dare it do it live the life you want this is jasmine for those of you who are listening to me on um, youtube i am standing because i'm getting old <laughs> and my butt has been sitting on this chair all day so i thought i'd stand so this is just like me switching it up you know uh <laughs> Still living the life I want, recording it the way I want to record it. So I love it. And um, I thought I'd uh, invite today someone that is new to my to my circle of influence, I'm going to say. <laughs> and his name is Shanann Charanya. Hi, Shanann. Hi, Jasmine. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um. Just to let you know, guys, I invited Shanann, believe it or not, like a lot of people that I invite are actually Americans and Europeans. It's very rare that I have Canadians. And I'm just so happy to have a Canadian, a fellow Canadian today. Yes. He's in British Columbia. Mm -hmm. So Shanann, just for the purpose of the people that are listening right now, can you let them know, you know, what you do right now in yes. beautiful BC? Yes, beautiful BC it is. Um, I work as a coach. I have been doing that for just over eight years now professionally. And I have a lot of fun doing it. You know, it's a mix of coaching and mentoring and teaching with the courses that I do. And it's always evolving. I'm always evolving, always learning. It's, it's, it is the most fun the most creative job I've ever done in my life. I never get bored of it. Yeah. And like me, you're a transformative coach. Yes. Transformative coach. Based on, on, based on the three principles. Correct. Yes. The three principles understanding, I stumbled upon it 2015 okay. through watching Michael Neal's videos. Um, completely stumbled upon it. Did not mean to. I was just looking for more tangible, practical tools to take back to my clients you know to help them in their lives and he was talking about something I just didn't understand I was like well I can't really take notes on what you're saying because I don't get it but I keep going back and watching these videos I don't know why <laughs> yeah you know and then by 2016 I had an experiential insight and I was like wow that's a paradigm and then of course I had no choice but to bring that into my work you know as you evolve into that that floods every part of your life every aspect of life and then of course that seeped into my work and gradually all my work became um i guess the baseline for all my work became the third principles of understanding pointing people back to how experiences created rather than trying to solve or improve their experiences yeah so do you would you be open to share what was that paradigm shift that you 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 saw like my experiential insight yeah oh yes i'm happy to share um it is a little bit of a story though so if you don't mind me rambling for a bit <laughs> no go for it okay so um it's quite a funny story actually so I'm listening to Michael Neal, and he's talking about things I'm not understanding. But Michael 
as you know, right, is very entertaining as well. So I'm, I'm stuck to the screen. I'm enjoying him, not just learning, but enjoying it. Yeah. And he, at one point, was talking about um, a guy named Dr. Bill Pettit, who was his mentor at the time. And he was sharing a story, and this is all paraphrased now because it's years old. So yeah. anyone who's listening, forgive me if, I'm, if I've got it wrong in some way. But basically, he was saying there's a guy named Dr. Bill Pettit. He's a board-certified psychiatrist. He's been around this understanding for a few decades, um, teaching people what he's learned, what he's discovered as a psychiatrist. And he's sharing a story about Dr. Bill going into a mental institute, I think it was in Ohio, and giving a two-day seminar. And these are people in the mental institute that are not allowed out in society, right? They're way too disoriented. Some of them are in straight jackets and stuff. And Dr. Bill's given this seminar, and there's about 20, 25 people in this hall. And in the second day of the seminar, there's a guy in the back laughing hysterically. He's looking at the wall, laughing at the wall, and just in hysterics to a point where he's interrupting the seminar. And Dr. Bill is laughing as well, going, what's so funny? Tell us as well, right? Share with us. And the guy simply goes, I've been making it up the whole time. And then Dr. Bill goes on to share, this man has schizophrenia for 47 years, and he's been in that institute for that long. And he got the insight, he's been making it up. So they did tests on him for the next three weeks and seen that he is coming out of it. And then for the next three weeks after that, they did more tests and seen that he is now regular and he was checked out of the Institute and he lives a normal, regular life. So that is about a day and a half of listening to Dr. Bill. 47 years has vanished, right, of mental troubles. Michael Neal sharing this. By the way, let me just pause. Can I swear here or should I? Of course. I guess what? Okay, thank you. I have to ask out of respect. <laughs> so Michael Neal's sharing this and about Dr. Bill. I'm listening to this going, oh shit, right? Like that's bullshit. That's impossible. It doesn't work that way. And my judgmental sort of outlook was that I'm going to find out who this Dr. Bill guy is because he's a fraud. That's not a true thing. So I start searching him up. I run into some videos of his. One was a two-hour uh, webinar, seminar that he was doing on Zoom. It was recorded, of course, and it was a few years old by the time I watched it. And um, I'm in my living room. I have it splashed up on my screen, my TV screen, right, YouTube. And uh, I I'm just, like, very judgmental. Look at this guy. Like, there's no way, right? And as the interview is going on, I can see that Dr. Bill doesn't even have proper lighting, what I would call proper lighting as a professional psychiatrist that you are, board certified. He gets a and phone call and he's, and sorry? You're on YouTube for crying out loud. Yeah, right, exactly, right? I'm not looking at how I'm showing up. I'm investigating him in my judgmental yeah. ways. <laughs> and his phone rings and he literally goes, yeah, hold on, guys. And he's just like, who, who, uh, wait, what's, uh, and I'm going, this guy is the Dr. Bill, right? Like, not even professional, doesn't have lighting. His phone is not even on silent. It's ringing, and he's in an interview. How professional is this guy? So I've, I've completely written him off. 
but he's in the background. I go get my food in the kitchen, come back. I was eating noodles. I get so distinct in my memory. I come back and I'm eating my noodles. And Dr. Bill is talking about a young man who was so angry at his principal. He was in school and he was very angry at his principal and wanted to kill the principal. So he brings a gun to school. And as the bell rings for recess or lunch, he gets up out of the classroom. He walks down the hall. Everyone's in the hall going into whatever next class is for them. He sees the principal, walks up to him, puts five in his chest in front of everyone, five bullets, kills the principal, obviously goes to jail for it. And he's being interviewed in jail. And the interviewer tells him, this young man, what were you thinking before you killed the principal? And the guy goes, I was just really, really angry at him. I just I just wanted to kill him. And the interviewer slow him down, slows him down and goes, no, no, no. What were you thinking right before you pulled that trigger? And the kid goes, oh, it's funny, you know. I was hearing voices. Really gentle, sweet, inviting voice told me, you don't have to do this, you know. And I ignored it because I thought it was doubt. And I continued walking to the principal. And I heard the voice again saying, there is the side door. You can take it right now. You don't have to do this. And I again thought it was doubt, ignored it, and killed the principal. And Dr. Bill is telling this story. Now, I'm really interested in this story as he's telling, even though I'm very judgmental about Dr. Bill, very suspicious about him. But my interest was there because I was, you know, very briefly, a side note, I was involved in gangs and drugs for 10 years of my life. So when a gun story comes up, my ears perk up, right? Ooh, I, yeah. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Bill pauses in this webinar and goes, folks, that's not doubt that the young boy was hearing. That's wisdom. That is impersonal, universal wisdom. And I'm eating these noodles and I went, and I flooded my, I was in tears, just streaming, goosebumps, everything. And I had to pause the video, and for half an hour, I sat there crying. And the reason was because I recognized that voice, you know, the voice he was talking about. I've had that voice when I was into kidnapping and gang-related activities. I carried a gun. I got into shootouts. I did some slightly bad things. Um, <laughs> and I remember that voice. Now, I don't want to make it too graphic for the listeners and viewers, but I think it's important to share the story to make sense of it. I was doing a home invasion one time, and I was outside. We were all about to go in at 3 a.m. We're about to home invade some gangsters, not regular families, so everyone is safe, um, <laughs> but other gangsters. And I remember a voice saying, you don't have to do this. And it was such an inviting voice. It was soft. It wasn't compelling. And I thought it was doubt or wimpy or fear. And it's like, Shanann, you're being a wimp. Don't listen to that wimpy voice inside of you. Do the thing. We're here to do a thing. You're a gangster, remember? And I'm sad to say that I did ignore the voice and I did the home invasion. But the moment Bill, Dr. Bill was talking about that, I was taken right back to that one incident going, oh my God, that was wisdom talking to me. Loving, pure wisdom that always has her back. 
And so that was my first experiential insight. I went from suspecting who Dr. Bill is to, oh my God, Dr. Bill, the great Dr. Bill, you know, because I just fell in love with him. (laughs) And he was the reason I got my first experiential insight. So I'm, I'm forever thankful to him. I'm forever thankful to Michael Neal that I was able to stumble upon this understanding because of him. And it literally changed my life that on the spot, you know? Yeah. So it was revealed that he's not fraudulent. And the more I see him or listen to him, um, it's just so evident that he, 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 as you, as you also know, and maybe the listeners also know that it's not about him. He's just pointing to a truth. The principles are pointing to a, an impersonal truth. It's not Dr. Bill did this. It's, the principles explain how experience works and that there is something called wisdom that has our back. It's a fact and it's available to everyone. And it's just a different order of knowledge that's uncontaminated by personal thinking. So I was sold. I was just, um, I had no choice, right? I got the insight and I was like, the principles, man, I got to look into this. And ever since then, 2016 to now, I've continued exploring, going deeper, seeing more. Um, it has okay. changed many things. So you've you've been out of the gang world since what year? 2007 was my last committed um, act of crime, as yeah. you might call it. Yeah. Yeah. So so you were kind of like you were still like I'm gonna. I, People who are listening, I know Shanann. I mean, Shanann and I have been talking for a little while. And uh, one of the things that I, I, you said in our last conversation, which was probably something like you were like, nah, you know, it's just nothing. It's, and it's, and it's, you said, you said this, you said, oh, you know, Jasmine, today I was a little egoic and I was just like, ah, fuck him. I don't want her. You know, and <laughs> I actually, I actually totally love that you said that because you, you, you identified, you know, it's not even an identity. It's like, you know, yeah, that's not me. That That's just, you know, my ego or what I think or what I thought or whatever. Like you, you kind of like you you separated yourself from the thinking that you may have. And I think that that it's kind of our first step towards really understanding the three principles, in my opinion. It's kind of like we there's this thing inside of us that is interested in finding out more. You know, oh yeah, tell me more, pet it. Come on, pet right, it. Right, right, yeah. Tell me more. But that was kind of like. You were, I think you were already starting to see through, right? Because you had already stopped. You had already started working in this world already, right? I think that if my memory is right, which is not already, it's not usually right. You did landmark education, right? You were. I did the first weekend, their basic weekend, 2014. I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I did landmark education in 2001. Nice. Okay. And I stayed with this understanding for six years, I think, 
or nine years. I, I already forget because it's already <laughs> almost 20 years. But that was, you know, my path to starting to see transformation. You know, like the, the words that I love are everything, everything's different, yet everything's the same. Right. Yeah. You know, because there was a fear in me that I don't want things to change. What if they change and I don't like them? You know, like there was like this whole yes. this whole thing. Yes. It's like, uh, I, I don't want to move. What if I move and something happens? Like there was this fear in me that that was there. But I love the word transformation because of that fact that everything is the same. It's it's totally the same. But it's totally different. Right. And that is beautiful to me, you know, like just this, like I knew you told me that you were in the gang world and all that, like the Jasmine that, you know, from years ago would have never even talked to you. It's like, I would have seen a video and I'd be like, huh, not talking to him, man. You know, like there would have been that judgmental thing, but I can see the the transformation in you i can see how you've you've reached that place where you're touching the true you you know mm -hmm. and it took me a while to see like i i remember because i was doing you know i i call it doing landmark because it's really a doing instead mm. <laughs> although they told us that it's a being it was a doing uh <laughs> When when I started working with Michael, because I've been working with Michael since 2011, um, just listening to him, and I wanted to do his Super Coach Academy in 2013, but I never did it because I didn't have any money, and I had this whole thing going. But I was talking to the staff, and I was in conversation with many people, and I remember thinking, telling her, I was I was remember I remember telling her. I can't coach. I, I can't be a coach. And she'd be like, what do you mean you can't be a coach? You know, mind you, everybody in Landmark were calling me a, her co their coach, you know, because we had buddy system and you'd be like, I'm calling my coach. Right. You know, yeah. they, that was me. So, you know, I'd been already identified as a coach, but in my mind, I couldn't be a coach. And she was like, but why? I said, but because I'm a bitch. You know, <laughs> and she was like, what do you mean you're a bitch? I said, you're not a bitch. You've been talking with me for weeks. I don't think you're a bitch. And I was like, no, no, no. You're just seeing the fake one. The, the real one is the bitch, you know? <laughs> like, I really, you know, don't fuck with me, man, you know? And she'd be like, she, she looks at me. She says, well, what if the girl who's been talking with me for the past few weeks is the real one and the bitch is the fake one? And I was just like... It was so flabbergasting. Like when she said that, I laughed, Shanann, I laughed so hard. Like she couldn't stop me. She was like, what's so funny? But I had seen it. I had seen the hilarity in it because this whole time, I wanted people to see me. And I was showing them the fake me mm. this whole time. Like nobody was 
Like I thought, okay, I'm going to be the bitch. I'm going to show them who I am. And I wasn't doing that at all. Mm-hmm. Not even close to it. That was a major, major shift for me. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Because it was like, now from that moment on, like whenever I wanted to be bitchy, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, that, that's not me. And she still shows up. But now I'm like you. I'm kind of like, ah, hey, ego, how you doing? You're right. not coming out today. I'm not, I'm not playing with you. I don't feel like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I love that I can be myself, like my true self. Being that, you know, I, I love everybody. I really do. I do, <laughs> you know? And, and I don't have a memory. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not very good with memory. Like I've got, mm-hmm. I've got be- beautiful conversations that I've had with people. I don't remember who they are, but I, <laughs> I, yeah, I can conversations, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, it's not my memory that's important anymore. And it used to be yes. so important. Yeah. It used to be, I'm going to remember this. The older I get, the less I, I remember. And then my mom had dementia, right? Mm. So I, I go into my head sometimes. I, now I go into my head and then I, I hit fear. Oh, I must have dementia too early onset. La, la. Right. And I'm like, no, actually, I don't. I don't. I just live in the moment. I live in the now. Mm-hmm. I don't use my memory to clog my bandwidth. Yeah, oh, that's nicely put. Yeah, beautifully put. So, so yeah, so that's what I wanted to, to share with you. But let me ask you, what is the biggest thing that you're like, I can't believe I do this now, or I know this now, like, Cause you know you're in the your late forties now, right? So I'm actually just turned forty. You just turned forty. Okay, so you were late thirty nine. Yeah. Yes. So you just turned. Oh, okay, so you're not late forty. I thought you looked good for your age. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but what in? Because I mean, you were doing all of this. I'm going to call it craziness in your twenties. I'm guessing. Yeah, started at. Uh, 13 years of age, stealing cars and stuff. 14, got into drugs. Um, guns and all of that was around 19, 20, 21. 23, 24 years old is when I started to really wake up and go, what the hell am I doing? You know, what? That's this is not the life I want to be in. Hmm. Are you talking to young kids? I am. I coach, um, well, I mentor, I should say, some youth on the weekends. We have a youth group that's free. Uh, I do lots of public speaking in schools and after-school programs and anti-gang forums, uh, anything that's held in the community. And if they invite me, I go and speak. Yeah. Yeah. And you've told me that you also work with police. 
Yes, alongside police. I'm very uh, careful in saying that because some of my old friends are like, wait a minute, you're working with the police? No, I'm not working with the police. (laughs) No, no, it's just, but you're guiding them, basically, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they, they come with their perspective and their training, right? Their training is enforcement. That's their baseline. Enforce everything. You got a good idea, let's enforce it. It's like, no, this conversation is different. It's not enforcing. So yeah, alongside police, officers, teachers, uh, other mentors, um, speaking events, going into schools, sharing what I've learned, basically. Nice. It it. is. It's very rewarding. Yeah. I love it. So would you say, um, this is a question I ask all my guests, would you say that you're living the life that you want right now? That's an interesting question. Um, 100% yes. Um, the I, I only stutter or hesitate, I should say, because my want has changed so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as, I, as I get to see, it's a fluidity of thought. And it's become so much less. I want so much less, you know? So I want what's here now, whatever it is, however it is. And I think uh, that's maybe a, a very vague way to answer it. So if, if I was to answer it, how I'm meant to answer it, I would say I would never imagine doing what I'm doing right now. Like it's just so indescribably rewarding, you know, whether it's working with the youth, which is all volunteer work, or working with my clients, everyday people, engineers, scientists, single mothers, Um it's just being with people, having a conversation, exploring together, watching them wake up to their potential. And then it's a privilege to be alongside them as that potential, whatever it is they wake up to, has its implications in their in their lives, you know, and you see their improvements with uh, the relationships improving their work improving they're enjoying the same exact work like you said and every, nothing changes but everything changes mm. and being with them and just enjoying it with them it's beautiful like it's a beautiful beautiful life yes yeah i think i think it's very well answered because it's true that what we want if if we can stay in the moment what we want will can change at every moment yeah. you know like it's it it it's a misunderstanding to think that, okay, right now I want a house and five dogs making stuff up, obviously. And tomorrow I could say, no, I don't want to have five dogs. Are you crazy? <laughs> like, you know, I don't want a house. What, what I'm not, you know, like it's, it's yeah. about the moment and following how it feels now. Now, I might have some people going, well, how the hell do you plan for the future? You know, well, I think that it's it's about looking at what do you truly want? And once you touch that true thing, it just stays with you and or it involves it evolves into. Yes. Yeah. You know, like it just like it takes a different shape, but getting connected to your true self and seeing, okay, right now, this is what I want. Maybe, you know, this what you want in this moment is just resting. Well, maybe that's the, the yeah. thing. You know, maybe it's working like 40 hours a week. Okay. 
maybe it's working 80 hours a week. Okay. But mm -hmm. is it what you truly want? Because I think that when you're really connected to that, you can't, can't fail, can't fail at yeah. it. True. True. I so agree. Yeah. It, to me, it, it's like this. We, we get zoomed out more and more as we get, get more understanding, right? Like yeah. forget all the details. And then you see another layer of detail. Oh, forget that too. And you're zoomed out so much that it's like, what do you want? Well, what I want is what I enjoy. What do you enjoy? I enjoy what I'm doing right now. Okay, that's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And there's aspects of it, like, as you know, we've been working together and you've been very graciously yes. helping me with my videos. There's aspects that I don't enjoy, like clipping yes. videos and stuff. <laughs> there's stuff that we're like, oh, man, do I really have to do that? Yeah. But we know that we know that it's getting us to somewhere. You're like, it's it, it's almost like I don't I, I've heard that I've heard this, that when they built uh, Disney World, there like the 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 whole thing was not not built but there was a picture of how it was going to look like mm. you know like this is this is what we're doing guys so right. like they go in and build you know work in the dirt and it didn't look anything like disney world right but that's what they were looking at and i mm -hmm. think that that's what we're doing when we're like okay <laughs> Do I really have to listen to this video, Jasmine? <laughs> well, do you want clips? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you have to listen to the video. Yeah. It's the the tedious part of the work, but yeah. it's going to give you those great videos. And I mean, you've seen the result of what happens now, right? What yeah, you're now, awesome so. at it. It's inspiring. And <laughs> it's like to share a little bit of my experience with it is is oh man do i have to do this like you said yeah you got to do it right it's the most tedious part but you got to do it so two things have come out of that one is i've because of the understanding thank you to the understanding that i've started to see that my preferences are just my preferences i don't have to have them dictate you know my day or the task at hand i cannot like it and still do it that's fine it's just the me that doesn't like it. It's not truth that I don't like it, right? And the second part is that after it's done and somebody like you does what they do, you look at it and go, oh my God, this is so great. And it kind of gives you this motivation to keep doing it. And the preferences take a side seat. Right? I'll do that. It's fine because I know what it looks like. It's kind of like working out for me, right? I had a back injury. I couldn't work out for about a year, like no working out. So I forgot what it's like to work out. Got back into it, didn't want to, dreaded it. But after I was done my first workout, the next day you get that like good kind of sore and you're like, oh, this is cool. All right, I'll work out again. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that, right? Like, oh, I see the the result here. It's it's not so bad. Forget the preference. Yeah, I think that it's so funny because as you're explaining it, because I, I like I know this feeling like, I, you know, I call myself the inspirist because that's what I do with my clients. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I and, and inspiration for me is about breathing like it's about breathing life into. Right. So most of the time clients are stuck because they either have a preference or any sort of thinking like a preference is just another thought. Right. So they have this thinking in the way. And so they're not moving. They're not yeah. breathing. They're not moving forward, right? So when you 
say, ah, okay, whatever, and you leave it, leave that thinking as it, but just go, get through it. When you get to the other side, you kind of all of a sudden see a new perspective and you're going, wait, hey, I can do this. I right. can do that. I can do this. Yes. I can do that. And all of a sudden you're breathing inspiration and then you're in this movement space. Yeah. And then just stuff comes out of there. It's inevitable. If yeah. you stay in the thinking and you stay stuck in it, nothing's going to happen. You're not yes. moving. True. You're not inspired. Mm-hmm. So but that's my experience of all my clients. Uh, that's well said. That's well said. I've experienced that with you as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it appear. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, it's already been 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, wow, that was quick. We've already busted our time. So <laughs> before we leave, would you like to tell people how they can get in touch with you if they would like to reach out to you sure yes you can always visit my website shananshiranya.com or you can visit me and say hello on instagram same exact handle shananshiranya or facebook shananshiranya or linkedin shananshiranya and you can also go to youtube i have a nice nice channel on youtube thank you to jasmine the <laughs> inspirus uh, and she's helped create some videos for me as well so you can check them out as, over there as well very cool. Well, thank you very much again for coming in and having a chat with me, me standing up. Yes. Thank you for inviting me, Jasmine. It was fun. And to everybody else listening, I hope that you have a fantastic day. And I'm going to say, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. And see you next week. Bye. <laughs>